Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's Michelle. It's always always Michelle. Michelle. Just getting down to business right away here on a new episode of We Watch Shudder. Guys, if this is the first time you're tuning in, first of all, thank you for checking out our show. If you're not sure what it's all about, it's right there in the name. Shudder is a streaming service for what we call horror and horror-adjacent content, uh, of which we are big fans. They put out a lot of original and exclusive new releases on a pretty regular basis, and that's mostly what we talk about here. Every now and then we talk about some other things, some archive titles, some other movies here or there. But we are here to talk about... Uh, is this a Shutter exclusive this week, Michelle? I believe it's an exclusive. I believe it's exclusive, not original, because it did make independent film circuits, and I right. Heard about and it last uh, year, I believe so it, it I was don't. like a like a co-release today with this and and uh, maybe one other service. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it's considered a Shutter exclusive. Uh, what is that movie we're talking about? We are talking about the angry black girl and her monster. That is correct. The angry black girl and her monster. Uh, 92 minutes. Brand new film uh, that we're talking is available on Shutter right now. If you're not a Shutter subscriber, get your act together. Uh, we're just gonna blow right by the the uh, the therapy portion of the show today. Oh, uh, I have therapy portions lined up. <laughs> oh, I should have just <laughs> never mentioned it. All right. Well, n- oh. mine is at least related to the movie this time. Okay. Well, let's just let it come up all natural in the course of the conversation. Would that I was be okay? gonna bring it up in like five seconds. So it's oh, okay. okay. Well, go ahead. I guess well, we are gonna do the therapy Michelle. portion of the show. This is how we start. Uh, for those of you who are here for the first time. Uh, going back for a while now, we just uh, we got to have quick therapy, and then we're yeah. going to talk about the movie. <laughs> we both are very mentally ill, and that's half our charm. And I don't uh, have insurance. <laughs> Yay, therapy's expensive. Oh, I do, but I don't go to therapy anymore because I graduated. That's oh, you graduated said. from therapy? Yeah, she told me that's that I cool. knew all the coping techniques, and obviously I'm still mentally unwell, but I know what I'm doing and how to regulate it. So I uh, I started in with a really good therapist uh, <laughs> a while back for a period of about nine months, and then uh, the fella died. <laughs> yep, I remember. That's you a real. That. That's a real great thing to happen with your <laughs> it's therapist. So funny, especially I when you've got not, attachment but... and abandonment issues. Anyway. <laughs> Good uh, times, great oldies, yeah. you guys. Uh, started <laughs> taking Lamictal, and I'm at least not screaming at as many retail workers anymore, which makes me feel better as a person, and so I'm going to take that as a win. I don't know about you guys, but... I'm on the same uh, stuff. It's good. It's a Lamictal, good drug. yeah. It turns out there's more than one kind of bipolar disorder, and I might have had one for a long time and just never Ooh. had it recognized and not been doing anything about it, which I, I think, Michelle... I have one of them. I think, Michelle, if you think back over some of the things you have experienced from me over the last 10, 12 years or whatever it is that you have known me, uh, a whole lot of things make a whole lot more sense in that light. 
<laughs> uh, when he yeah. was like, yeah, that actually tracks pretty well. Oh, at least we're figuring it out, right? Finally yeah. at 43, halfway through my fucking life, I'm figuring out what's wrong with me. That's great. Anyway, the go. angry. <laughs> this is turning into the angry white man in his podcast. <laughs> we need to talk uh, your about monster is mental illness. Um, uh, I just got to uh, say, before I get into my therapy, because I haven't even started it. Oh, Jesus. Um, I have I'm to sorry. go remember which flavor of bipolar I am. So that hopefully, uh, like probably you bipolar the other two. Kind. At least that's the I one that. Uh, is it the one where uh, you have the the heavy depressive episodes, but your manic periods are not quite so pronounced? Uh, no. They're a little bit more mellow, and oh, that's that's the one that I I think that's bipolar too. Um, yeah, I get really productive, so it's my superpower. Anyway, uh, my therapy <laughs> session. She we does, haven't Michelle. Even you want to talk about it. productive? In one evening, yeah. Michelle put yeah. together three hundred and eleven leads for me for a silent auction benefit that we're putting together. That's uh, this woman. If you like, if you need a spreadsheet made, if you need a list, if you need a list of anything, you should start a business, Michelle, where that's just what you do is make lists. Lists. Oh man. God, we oh, this movie's gonna have to get put off. I just have to say that I googled your <laughs> Everybody's hometown. Tuning in, they're like, we tuned into this movie to listen to them to, or this <laughs> podcast sorry. to listen to. It. I promise we're gonna talk about the movie, guys. We, but the we podcast are. has evolved into a into a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it's I googled be your hometown <laughs> and the word business, and then the first thing that came up was the Chamber of Commerce, and they have a directory. So that meant I had access <laughs> to every business from your hometown that was registered with the Chamber of Commerce, and I know for a fact that I got 95% of them. I was on their Facebook pages. I was on their business pages. Yeah. Uh, you think the squelching She's is bad? Wild. Wait until I do it for, for the good insane. of humanity. Um, okay. Therapy. Therapy. I just have to say this up front. Uh, I had kind of a problem with doing this episode. Just going to okay. say it. We do a review of every Shutter exclusive and original, which means I'm obligated to talk about it. But when I have a title called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, I go, fuck, they're going to have to listen to a Midwestern white woman's yep. opinion on racism. Yep. So uh, <laughs> here's a hot take. Racism's bad. I know. Right. I, I, we don't condone racism. Uh, we are not the best people to talk about that topic. Obviously, right. with that title, you know that there are racial undertones. There are better people who can dive into that than we can. We will definitely be talking about a little bit of it, but I just want to put it up front. In no way am I an expert on black issues. Uh, so... 100%. Just gotta yeah, say it. I, we are uh, two Midwestern white people. Right. We're here for Thankfully, the horror. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there are enough things about this movie that we'll have plenty to talk about just about the other elements of what's going on here. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, we are uh, far from the right people to be making any kind of commentary at all uh, on maybe some of the bigger ideas uh, at play here. Yes. Uh, I think they. I think they're very obvious uh, in a lot of ways, and uh, and and they're not. Uh, but uh, I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say here now. But uh, we may mention <laughs> just a little bit here and there. But please, by all means, we are uh, we are not experts, uh, and we uh, are attempting to be as as open-minded to other uh, ideas as possible. 
Uh, exactly. And I think we so do I just want to really say it up job. front. We've got to cover it. It's our thing. I also, spoiler alert, I liked it. So I do want to talk about it and hopefully get more people it's, to uh, watch it. It's really uh, interesting. So I don't want to skip it. Yeah, it's really interesting that this is happening right now also because some of you know that in October we're going to be doing uh, uh, an episode every day and those bonus episodes in between the October Shutter releases are going to all be about horror short films. So they're going to be slightly shorter episodes. Uh, and uh, have we told them, Michelle, what some of our weeks are going to be about? Well, uh, I don't uh, believe so. Somewhere no, along the line, week. we're going to be watching a couple of Ari Aster shorts because uh, obviously he's a, he's a big name going on in horror right now. But there's one of those shorts that I have some similar kind of feelings about that uh, when we get down to recording yep. that one. It's just kind of interesting how these uh, came <laughs> into our, our recording uh, per, our field of view at the same time. But, uh, so, yeah. yeah, we're here to talk about the angry <laughs> black girl and her monster. Uh, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. The summary on both Shudder and IMDb is only two sentences long, and it's still too spoilery. How does this happen? I, it's a talent, honestly. I feel like the person who writes the spoilers, it's me. You think you nail it, and the, it's never going to be right. It's never going to, they're never going to get it correct. I, I get it. It's always going to have too much for somebody. So I'm just going to give you the first sentence from both IMDb and Shudder, which is, Vicaria is a brilliant teenager who believes death is a disease that can be cured. The angry black girl and her monster. Dun, dun, dun. Michelle. Do you want to give, should I give my spoiler-free thoughts? Because I kind of gave them away a little bit. Yeah, hit us with your spoiler-free yeah. thoughts here and your, your skull rating. Yeah, I'd love to tell you how I feel about skulls. Um, Okay. <laughs> I, I straight want up... your skulls. That's all of that I can sing You're before we get so sued. You're so musical today. Um, I need so... your skulls. Okay, that was a little too much. Anyway. Sorry. Therapy with Michelle. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you just, just sing Misfits singing. Jams. Yeah. Uh, okay. So love the opening concept of death is a disease. The disease spreads and uh, people show symptoms of the disease where disease is death. Um, that is a very, very striking comparison. And I feel like they kept that going throughout. And I was so fascinated by that take on it. Um, this is a younger actress and she completely delivers. Um, she had a big role to fill and I think she did really well. Um, the monster is very monstrous. I don't want to get into it too much, but I really, really enjoyed this. It was Bamani J. Story's for first full length, uh, film as both writer and director. And I am excited to see what else they will do in the future. 4.75 out of five from me. 4.75 skulls for Michelle on the angry black girl and her monster. Uh, and uh, Michelle, I don't know uh, how this keeps happening, but at some point we need to get back to movies that we disagree on because I also really enjoyed this. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be right up front. I feel like the first hour of this movie is overall better than the last half hour. Uh, and I feel like the script at times, especially in that last half hour, just the way the plotting plays out, it almost feels like this was a movie and a story 
that ended up a little too beholden to its concept uh, and did certain things just because they were trying to maintain uh, certain parallels, but it, not in a way that overall uh, uh, ruined the experience for me. Uh, I really enjoyed this. There's some incredible special effects work here. Uh, some real kind of hoof. Uh, that was a little heavier than I was uh, I was expecting. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. Again, some things in the end that uh, I had some trouble suspending my disbelief on, but I came down at a four and a half on this one. I really, really enjoyed it. Man, I like that you liked it, but I hate that we agree. <laughs> I, I really know. like when we don't agree. You've, now you've we're just going to be like, man, I like that part. Me too. You've got the record up right in front of you there. When was the last time yeah. we significantly disagreed on something? Uh, Blood Flower, I gave a 2.5 and you gave a 4. Kuso, mm. I significantly liked more than you did. Perpetrator. Mm. <laughs> Perpetrator. <laughs> Perpetrator. Perpetrator. Uh, so I guess it does happen more frequently than I thought. Yeah, I just, uh... but it's been a while <laughs> since we had like a skinnamarink. You know. Oh, for sure, the, for sure. That's a that's a so. big stretch of of opinions exactly. there. And the outwaters. So like the right. ones that are very divisive this year, you and I also found very divisive. Absolutely. So yeah, well, I guess we're just gonna agree for the next half hour. Should we get into the spoilers? Yeah, guys. If you want to go check this movie out before we tear into a bunch of spoilers, now is when you're gonna want to push that pause button. Make sure you come back after you watch the movie and see what we had to say about it. Uh, Michelle, you're uh, you're kind of the go-to person here on this these days because I'm terrible at it. For those people who maybe decided they didn't want to go back and watch the movie, why don't you summarize the plot uh, of the angry black girl and her monster? Absolutely, this I'm is gonna a eat modern some cheese while you do this. <laughs> so fucking random okay this is a modern retelling of mary shelley's frankenstein uh where a young girl vicaria is a scientific genius and her mother died after being shot her brother died in a gang drug related um dispute and now her father is addicted to drugs because he keeps losing people who he loves so Vicaria decides she's bringing her brother back death is a disease that needs to be cured and she's gonna figure out the cure so she zaps him with lightning Uh oh he's a monster now um and then uh there's a lot of stuff that happens in her life that isn't related to the monster and I actually found a lot of that very compelling um but not horror and i don't want to get into the things i don't think i have a place to talk about too much but i will say that it is very good i actually think that this is kind of like a horror version of the hate you give um it co it covered a lot of the same issues but now you had a frankenstein monster um so then near the end uh the monster he has been brought back because he is various parts of other dead people uh oh yeah by the way vicaria has been collecting dead people i guess we should that's kind of a big thing she just finds them and brings them home and then tries to use them to bring her brother back so he's made up of a lot of different parts he is very confused he is not the brother that she knew so she decides she has to kill him but then she finds out that before he died. He killed her entire family with the exception of her, I believe, niece. 
Um, I'm not positive on that relationship. And then they decide they're going to zap the rest of the family because they are freshly dead. And so they'll come back. Okay. And then it kind of ends on a somewhat positive note. Um, I thought this was going to be a devastating ending. I don't know which way I would have preferred that. But yeah, she starts bringing everybody back, even the unborn infant in her uh, sister, sister-in-law's um, stomach. So that's pretty neat. Uh, she cured it. She figured it out. Michelle. Of. Michelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the child is in her womb, not in her stomach. It's in her I uterus. I knew you were going to comment on that. <laughs> I knew the second I said it, because I was going to say belly, because I'm used to talking uh, to like, uterus. yeah, but I usually say like, oh yeah, there's a baby in the belly. Like if, that's like when I make those references talking like a kid or something. So I was oh. going to say belly and then I said stomach and I went, that's very different. That's, <laughs> so a, that's a weird place I to I understand keep a baby. anatomy kind <laughs> of. I just, I knew the second I said it, I went, Fuck, that's going to be the most controversial thing I say today. <laughs> so, yeah, I know it's a womb, uterus, whatever. <laughs> it's where babies came from and the baby's fine. JD, your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, my thoughts, I, I like I said, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, especially, again, I thought the first hour or so was, was more compelling uh, than the last half hour. Basically, everything right up to when her father dies. Uh, I, I was really, and, and much like you said when you were summarizing the plot, um, interestingly, uh, a lot of the more uh, horror-involved elements of this uh, are what I found to be some of the least compelling parts of this film. There is a lot of really great character work and storytelling going on here, uh, and in a lot of ways, like this almost feels like somebody said, hey... We need somebody to write and direct this horror movie project for us. You're free to do whatever you want to with it, but we want it to be somehow based around Frankenstein. And somebody was like, hey, I'll take that opportunity and found a way to get those elements in here. Now, I'm not saying they don't work entirely. I think a lot of it, especially again in the first hour, I thought they did a really good job of blending those concepts all together. Uh, but in the in the last hour, it almost feels like like the like the the resurrected brother goes bad just to go bad. Uh, I think it's a a, a very um, uh, uh, sort of loose and 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 simplistic uh, kind of you know. There's like oh they they called him a monster, so he became a monster. Uh, I know that's a very common theme, but I thought they they I mean they literally just come right out and tell you that and. I don't remember a lot of moments in the movie where uh, the resurrected brother was being specifically called a monster. Uh, anyway, maybe once or twice. Um, most of my issues with this are, are related to how the overall story uh, connects with the resurrected brother, the Frankenstein elements. Um, I thought, like you did, the bit at the end where she starts, uh, br she's able to bring her family back because. Uh, as it turns out, oh, they just the the problem with her brother was he just he wasn't freshly dead and wasn't all his own parts. Uh, but like, I felt like when they went into that room and all those people were dead, like I thought, holy shit, this movie is just going for the real fucking bleak ending. 
And then that whole thing just with the the resurrections and her sister and her sister's uh, in utero baby all coming back. Um, I don't know. It felt kind of tacked on and forced uh, to me. I I don't know that I would have preferred just the completely bleak version either. Like, I'm not sure which one of those I would rather. Uh, But uh, uh, just uh, some, first of all, some top level performances here uh the uh, uh the uh Lea Delone De Leon Hayes who plays uh the lead there of uh, Vicaria uh I, I really enjoyed her probably my favorite performance uh and my favorite uh I think best acted scene in this movie comes from Chad Coleman Chad L Coleman uh who was Donald uh, Vicaria's father in that scene uh, early on in the movie where Vicaria is in the teacher's office and he's there with her and he just, uh, without getting super carried away and threatening and aggressive, just very sternly and directly just put that woman in her place. I loved that performance. I thought there was great acting all over this movie. Uh, but yeah, I just ultimately feel like a lot of the things that brought it into that horror territory were almost more than I I wanted from this, and I would have liked it to uh, have been just a little bit more about what was really going on here. I was convinced that there's a metaphor in this movie that I have not read online uh, from anybody else to the extent that I had it in my head. So I might have made something up, but the metaphor that I thought of throughout this movie completely contradicts what you think about the monster. So I'm just going to let it loose. Um, yeah, have at maybe it. it was intentional. You, let's hear what your thoughts are. Maybe it wasn't, um, but it felt like a perfect metaphor um, in what I thought was happening. And now I don't know because I haven't had like a ton of time to uh, research, but I was trying to find interviews, anything to confirm. Um, So here's, here's the deal for me. Uh, She's trying to bring back her brother, Chris, uh, and she's building her life back on the bodies of black people out of so much destruction and carnage and grief of course she's going to create a monster because that level of death is only going to cause more pain um and it's going to come back as a monster it is monstrous what happens because of these situations and uh the end when I thought it was devastating, um, I was thinking, okay, well, they're going to do this because of course nothing good can come from what is happening to them. And then when they brought them back, I went, oh, except like maybe love in kind of like a weird way uh, could be the thing that like starts to cure this disease um, and that they're finding a way to, to get past the symptoms. So for me, it felt so perfect but i have not found anything online that confirms that and And i don't know if it's spelled out to that extent or if it's just something that i went oh i see this well and i I think i may have given you uh the wrong impression with what i said because i definitely agree with you like i think the metaphor obviously is uh you know not being able to get past death and and building new generations with death upon death like i got the metaphor there i think what i was trying to say is 
I was so caught up in this story about this girl and her family and all this stuff going on in her neighborhood that when it did get into the the more horror and sci-fi horror Frankenstein stuff, it almost felt like a weird tone shift to me is kind of more of what I was saying. Uh, Like it almost, uh, I get what the metaphor is they were trying to present. I just, I, I... For some reason, uh, this felt for me. It felt like I was kind of jostling back and forth uh, between two different kinds of movies. Uh, it is kind of say, what I was it, trying to say. Is it kind of one of those situations we are used to in horror, where it feels like two completely separate movies in the same kind of it movie? Does. That's more yes. the tone. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I I truly I enjoyed both the book and the movie The Hate You Give and uh, Vicaria really reminded me of that lead character in a lot of ways so when she was talking about her neighborhood and the things that she's experienced it felt like that and then I was like oh but there's also a monster so it's better right, <laughs> right. it <laughs> almost give me a looked, monster in any movie <laughs> and I'm probably only thinking this because there's a podcast that I just started listening to where they're talking about it uh, but this, in a lot of ways, felt very Buffy the Vampire Slayer to me, <laughs> right? Like it, it Just definitely her was, life, but right, it definitely yeah. was going for more uh, serious drama and had a lot of things on its mind. Uh, but that show as well often felt like it was beholden to its gimmick at times, uh, and uh, to its—I uh, I don't want to say to its detriment, but it definitely uh, made some of the. Uh, uh, the lower performing uh, things. Now, again, I want to be clear. None of these elements were enough to really bring this down. I enjoyed this whole experience. This is a movie that I think you should see. Uh, again, uh, in those moments where it gets a little bit more serious, there is crazy good acting here. There's actually some very, really great, subtle uh, uh, writing, too. My favorite moment in this is early on uh, in those scene in the first scene with the teacher when she's in the classroom uh the teacher keeps calling her vicaria uh and she corrects her she says it's vicaria not vicaria <laughs> and w- this is what got me is later on in the movie when kango sends jamal to c- to get the girl to get vicaria uh, after she and the newly resurrected Chris have broken into that car and stolen the drugs, even Kango, the picture of just uh, 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 opportunistic, uh, you know, taking advantage of people's desperation, Kango, even he can like gets her name right. Like there's no no, but everybody gets her name right. The only like it's it's not even that hard. And I just thought that was a very subtle thing that I, I really enjoyed. This is a great movie, has a lot to say, uh, and, uh, and some things that I, some hard truths here, right? Like, the scene, I, I really come back to the scene where uh, uh, Vicaria finds her father dead. And of course, it's it's their resurrected brother, Chris, who killed him. Uh, but from the metaphor of the movie, it may as well have been the drugs he couldn't stop doing. Right, she found him dead is the crucial part, and of course she's blaming herself because uh, she brought Chris back from the dead is you know sort of parallel to she's blaming herself because she knew he was doing this and and didn't try to stop because like there's a scene where Kango sits her down and shouts in her face that he's the only reason basically that her dad is still alive. 
And that's a hard truth that I think a lot of people can't connect with. But the look on her face, you can see she knows it's true. It's yeah. absolutely true. Because that's the desperation that a lot of people get into. Is those are your only choices. Is bad and worse. Uh, and uh, I, I, I just really thought that was super heavy. There was a lot of really intense stuff going on here and i just felt that when it got back into the the more frankenstein uh horror movie kinds of things i was i found myself like man no let's go back to that story we were having here yeah no i i totally see that um we're glossing over a really big part of this movie and i i gotta make sure we talk about it absolutely Um, to get to that my small segue is going to be that uh i just i really like the character of vicaria and um i think that they somehow make her so likable in the beginning just as like nice nerd who's uh, no one to like the the neighborhood kids and i know it's her niece but like that's still like a relationship she has with people you know in her neighborhood and she just seems so friendly and very smart um and then like five minutes later she's doing something fucking gruesome to a corpse and talking to the corpse being like oh chris i'm gonna bring you back like it's it's something that if done incorrectly we would have stopped rooting for her but somehow just the actress and the way that it's written it brought me, I was like, this is disgusting, but I want her to succeed. Like, it somehow feels, I still rooted for her. It felt very much that exact scene you were talking about was, obviously this is a Frankenstein thing, right? But there are tastes and touches of other uh, Back from the Dead movies. And that sequence, more than anything, reminded me so much of Reanimator and how Herbert West and, and Dr. Dan are just the... <laughs> Like, like, West is a creepy, crazy dude, but you get him in there with Dr. Dan, and as a bumbling, uh, dastardly duo, you're just like, I hope they... And, it, yeah, it turns into crazy, awful monsters, but you're on their side, right? I felt like there was that was a real moment uh, of some, uh, some reanimator there. I really appreciated that. And then also, uh, towards the end of the film, when she electrocutes... Uh, uh, resurrected Chris Um, still I mean obviously with the electricity a little bit of Frankenstein there but just the way it was shot also reminded me very much of the ending of the original The Thing from Another World that uh, uh, the Howard Hawks movie that was then uh, remade by John Carpenter into The Thing in 1981 Uh, but just it reminded me very much of how the uh, the creature is killed in uh, the thing from another world, I, I the little references here. I thought the cinematography in this Wait, movie I was even said gorgeous. The thing I thought we glossed over. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. I got carried away. You go so ahead. Okay. You talk. I know you got. I saw it. I saw it in your <laughs> eyes. I was like, he's gonna keep going. So make a note. Cinematography. We'll come back to it. Gotcha. I just gotta say. I get a rambly, effects. I get a rambly, rambly, and uh, sometimes Michelle's just yeah. got to be like, "Whoa, <laughs> slow down, buddy." <laughs> I've gotten so much better at it over the last year. Uh, side note: because I of this podcast, it. I now frequently interrupt my coworkers on Zoom and Teams meetings, and I feel so bad about it because I'm just like, <laughs> "Oh man, they're gonna keep going. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> jump in," and then I wind up talking at the same time that my boss's boss is talking, and I'm like, "Oh no, JD, what I, have you oh, done no, to what me?" Have I done? I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, But yes, the thing that I definitely, one of my favorite things, these special effects 
and makeup are so good. I truly, really often do not want to see the monster. It is never as good as what I'm building up to in my brain. And the way that they give us small shots and very little direct views of it it is it is gross and it is great and every time they show me some I'm like for once I kind of want to see more so when you do see quite a bit of this monster it is disgusting and it delivers in a way that so many monster flicks do not they give us too much and it's not good this is giving us too little and it's very good it is oh it's so squelchy I love it I love it. Yeah, and also uh, what I love about that is because of the way they slowly present it to you uh, and exactly what you're talking about there, if you take a really good look at it, when you finally get the full look at the, or the best look at the face you get uh, at the end of the movie, it's a very simple makeup, right? It's just really dirty and like dark, desiccated, leathery skin, and everything's kind of caved in and barely like like the the suggestion of a face. But it's very simple. It's not complicated makeup at all. But it's so effective, it, even in like the way they show you some of the kills earlier on. I'm thinking in particular of that one. Uh, where she comes across the the cop with his brain splattered out on the pavement and they give it to you in just flashes, right? Like little strobe flashes and each one lasts a little bit longer. Uh, They really played to their strengths with the way they presented those things. I thought it worked really, really, really well and drew a lot of effect out of, again, what is ultimately, I think, if you really broke it down, uh, some pretty... Uh, I don't want to say amateur, but just very basic, like level one special effects makeup uh, where you just got to make sure you display it right. And they did a fantastic job. Yeah, it's just like cat eyeliner. Like when you're trying to do a cat eye and you're not doing it symmetrically, it looks super goofy. But if you know what you're doing, it looks great. And that's exactly what this makeup is. Like I could do Mm -hmm. this monster. I know how to do a symmetrical cat eye. You just got to do the simple basics, but do them really well. Yeah, that's, it's it's that's fundamentals and it's anybody, it's really yeah, it's it's great. It is <laughs> and so uh, yeah, again the cinematography. Uh, the, yeah, I thought you the cinematography can, yeah. was was excellent. I thought the editing was just the production in general of the movie was really good. Oh, it's uh, really pretty. There are yeah, there are especially early on in this movie, there are some shots that I'm just like, oh, I, what are we doing here? Uh, just uh, little things. I love that. Uh, 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 Vicaria's notebook in her, her crazy mad scientist lab has hand labeling on it that says uh, the modern Prometheus uh, I, which is of course uh, part of the Frankenstein title uh, I, I just I loved that idea I love the simple parallel that uh, it's not some crusty old Dr. Frankenstein it's a teenage girl just a little bit younger than Mary Shelley would have been when she wrote that book uh, I thought that was a very uh, interesting sort of, of level here. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, weirdly enough, I feel like the dramatic and the, sto- the the deeper storytelling and the character moments of this were so compelling uh, that I almost wish they had just separated this from the Frankenstein story entirely and just told me that story. 
I just love slash hate me a little creepy kid. And there are two <laughs> of them. In oh, here. yeah. The Jada movies. is Ooh. crazy. And then when the boy, uh, oh, God, what happened to him again? He got shot. Uh, yeah. And he's laying there smiling. At, Ooh, I love slash hate me a good creepy kid. Uh, yeah. Those were... Those are some good young actors. Yeah, this whole so cast was awesome. fantastic. Just really, really well executed. And it's the kind of thing where like some of this dialogue, especially for the younger uh the younger kids, uh like you see some young actors and you can tell that they're reading lines, not even so much because it doesn't sound like things that kids would say, but it's specifically like not things that that kid would say. And the dialogue and line delivery from all of the kids in this is so naturalistic and believable. Uh, just incredible performances, real sort of savvy uh, 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 youngsters in this. And the whole cast, just really, really fantastic. Uh, I think it's worth seeing the film just for the cast alone. Yeah. Uh, usually we would get into reviews about people who felt the opposite that we do. Nah, um, fuck them. We don't need to. Just give a different perspective. I just, I have one oh. so that I can get on a slight soapbox. All right. Okay. On the soapbox? Please, as long as you're going to get on a soapbox about it. Yes. Yeah. Please go ahead. Nope. I'm just, because it's, it's a one skull. It says anti-white wokeness should be zero stars. Um, I just got a comment on this one specifically. Because I have seen movies where I could maybe see somebody saying this is anti-white people. And I have no idea what they're talking about in this one. There is nothing in this that is anti-white. There is one teacher who's ignorant about how to pronounce the name. And she's not a good person. But she's a very small blip in this. Um, and... Just the fact that they're like, yeah, anti-white. No, black people can exist without being against you personally. Well, now that you bring it up, Michelle, I did just browse down this list of ratings. And oh, this no. one is all manners of confusing. Uh, because, first of all, it's a, it's a two-skull rating. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know who this person, but I'm calling you the fuck out, Keebler Ralph. Keebler Ralph with your two skull review 17 minutes ago. Here's that person, Michelle. It says chock full of racism and white envy. Watch it if you want propaganda and nonsense from people who had to steal a story from the whites that they hate so much. Garbage. Hey, Keebler Ralph, fuck you. This like I don't I don't. First of all, you're you're wrong. There's absolutely chock full of racism and white envy. I, I don't, I don't even want to talk about it, Michelle. It's the fuck that guy. I had a second point, but I've now forgotten it. Uh, and you know like, what? I think fuck that guy just kind of comes down to it. Just you know, it, it's silly. Oh, here was my thing. Uh, it's because this review, I've talked about this, how like the horror reviews on Shudder drive me crazy because the people in my circle who like horror movies tend to be like some of the most open-minded people who want to explore the disturbing reality of a lot of different things and that's why we enjoy horror. Mm -hmm. And it's on a horror site that someone doesn't like that there is a movie with racial messages, um, which is silly because... 
think of the entire catalog of horror. Have you ever seen Night of the Living Dead? (laughs) Yes. How many times black people have existed in movies just to have slurs hurled at them uh, to be seen as inferior to everybody else in the film? There is a trope where the black person dies first in horror specifically. And there's one movie that happens to like not even really go into like this is a black versus white thing. White there's, people did this to us. There's, there's, there's that's nothing in here. It's a, a retelling uh, of Frankenstein. There's one white person in this oh. movie, and she's in two scenes within the first twenty <laughs> minutes, and then it has nothing to do with white people ever again. It's like so all the, silly. All the bad guys are are people from that neighborhood. Uh, you know, black folks who are uh, you know maybe. You know, everybody finding uh, I, I, you guys. Uh, God damn it! They know no. if they if they've continued listening to this point, they're hopefully <sighs> in agreement with us that if the you, horror genre. If anybody, is if anybody, full of at, this stuff. if anybody at Shutter by chance <sighs> is listening, uh, I don't know. Maybe find this Keebler Ralph fella, and I get it. He's probably paid up, but do, I mean, is his six dollars a month really worth it to you uh, to keep this Keebler Ralph around? You know, maybe you send him an email and be like, "Take your fucking racism elsewhere," and you know, cancel. I'll pay Shutter. I'll pay Shutter his subscription fee to take away his subscription. If you cancel (laughs) Keebler Ralph, I will buy an extra subscription. (laughs) If you take his away and never allow him to watch good movies ever again. Anyway, uh, guys, go check out uh, the angry black girl uh, and her monster. Um, uh, like if if you have. Uh, young people, especially young girls, uh, <laughs> weirdly enough, there is a little bit of a very positive, like, like uh, you know, maybe girls get into STEM a little bit more. Just don't bring your young brother girls, back from the dead. Young girls, listen to this old you know? white guy tell you <laughs> right? how things should be. Listen to the message from oh, that this was, older white gentleman. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that other... Uh, uh, the, the, there was the one other scene that reminded me of Reanimator when she's sitting in the classroom telling the white lady like I'm all about how like she you know maybe death isn't a, a state maybe it's just another disease and all this and it very much reminded me of West having that argument in in Reanimator. Uh, yeah, I uh, uh, it's it's uh, go see this. It's a good movie, guys. It's got a lot of things to say. Uh, it's it's uh, it has its flaws, but. Can I tell you uh, one last thing that just reminded me that I wanted to mention because I thought it was so f- ridiculous how this I uh, I have <laughs> so this movie is about a teenage girl who builds an electrical contraption to bring her dead brother back to life, right? As you like do. that that I'm willing to suspend my disbelief on. But in the last 15 to 20 minutes or so of this movie Jamal fucking wax Kango deep in the shoulder with a machete. The way that machete hit him deep in the shoulder like that, he very likely probably got his lung punctured. It might have hit his heart. At the very least, he severed one or two critical uh, blood vessels. That dude is going to bleed out in a couple of minutes, and he sticks around for like another half an hour or so, and it's not even the giant machete gash in his shoulder that results in his ultimate demise. Uh, like that that was a bridge too far for me. I couldn't suspend my disbelief yeah, on that one. I have skull. 
I have I have the most gerrymandered borders of suspension of disbelief. Like I will just let some shit go, and then other things. It's like that's bullshit. He would have been dead in minutes. I just he got it was ew, when they fucking chopped that dude's face in half almost with that machete. They they did some cool shit with that machete. That was pretty dope. Okay, I do have one more final comment. And I love it when I this happens where we are like, I think we're done. And then it's like, oh, no, there's more stuff yeah, to talk about. This is, this is just my last my last little thing. Um, the cops in this movie are kind of a jerk. Uh, oh, you yeah. Can say what you feel about cops. Um, but it's funny because uh, this is a movie about trying to reanimate people with electricity. And mm-hmm. she's young and she's doing this. And I thought of like what the signs that you might become a serial killer are. Um, and one of them is like mutilating animal corpses. Uh, so I was like, oh, maybe she'll take this a little further. And then that reminded me that a guy I used to date uh, oh used to mutilate animal corpses. And he did essentially what she tried to do to her brother to a squirrel and cooked the squirrel. And now he's a cop. So just do with that information. That was a memory I completely forgot about. Until core like memory unlocked. Core so memory unlocked for uh, Michelle. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. We did get into the heavy issues. And I tried oh, to do this man. But, oh, man. Yeah. So uh, go watch this movie, guys. It's really good. Uh, it's it's <laughs> worth seeing. It's, again, I, I didn't think it was perfect, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. I will definitely watch it again at some point. Huzzah. Huzzah. Michelle, what are we talking about next week? Uh, next week, we are talking about Nightmare, and then finally, Spooktober is <sighs> here. Spooktober. Night- you gotta you know what find I, some time on your schedule to record with me because yeah, we should uh, we uh, we should probably do some uh, tomorrow, uh, and uh, I don't know, maybe still yet tonight. Who knows? We may get crazy. Uh, I but to have uh, coffee in the fridge. It's oh dear god! I don't need it's to sleep. <laughs> we talked about how I have manic episodes. I sleep very little as it is. That's how I watch a hundred uh, movies every month. I don't sleep. I'm fine. Let's do this. I'll see you on the next call. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how Let's it go. goes. Go. For right now, say good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. <laughs> We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare. <laughs>